We're back after our summer break with a new programme here on 2LO Rebooted, where we tell the stories of D&E. You can still download all of the old episodes of Front Row from SoundCloud or get them via iTunes. And for starters, we've got a special report from Colin Burns in UX&D about his time at the recent Edinburgh International Television Festival. So with me is Colin Burns, who was lucky enough recently to attend the Edinburgh International Television Festival uh, in Edinburgh, I understand. And and Colin, I, I feel that you might have found it a challenging gig. <laughs> um, I'm not sure it was challenging. Um, it, it was certainly a different country. Um, it sort of felt like uh, I was um, out of my comfort zone, that the, the language is different, um, the sort of sensibilities are different, a series of of, sort of things that I guess I take as being orthodoxy or the way we do things around about here clearly isn't the way that, that all of my colleagues does. And, and that obviously is an incredibly useful thing to discover, Bill. So so let's start at the beginning. Why did you get sent there? Was, was this, you know, were you just the last person to step out of the room? Was it was it just your turn? What, what happened here? <laughs> um, I think it was somewhat my turn. Dini have sent a senior leader along to for the last couple of years. Um, I think that, that in some of the things that I'm doing, I'm increasingly curious about how we work creatively with our counterparts and colleagues in, in, in other divisions. And so it was a, an opportunity to do almost a bit of design research for me and, you know, actually be out in the field and, you know, get get to know the people that, I, that I'm trying to collaborate with in, in a sort of, you know, in, a, in that type of environment. But presumably it's more participant observation because I, I can't imagine you staying quiet <laughs> when, when, you, when you hear things that you, you might possibly find challenging. No, I, th- I think actually, I think I was a reasonably good um, uh, sort of design researcher. I, 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 I didn't, um, you know, uh, I, I made sure that, that anything I was doing wasn't sort of messing up the experiment, if you like. So, then, so what are the highlights from your field journal then? What, what do we need to bring into to D&E from, the, from this excursion into the world of the television executive? The most obvious thing to say is that there, there's, a, there's a very different vocabulary. Um, and I think that, you know, development means one thing to people in D&E and it means another thing entirely to, to, to colleagues in television. And there's, there's, you know, umpteen different examples of that. But I think sort of looking beyond that sort of surface, um, I think that there are you know a series of, of sort of um, I think innovations, if you like, that, that I saw um, on, a, on a few key panels around about the ways that that some of the the more successful um, sort of TV properties that were being celebrated at the festival um, had managed to connect to a broader audience or a younger audience or, or perhaps you know audiences that the BBC are, aren't, aren't being quite so successful with. What, what would be the prime example of that for um, you? So I think one of the, mo- one of the most interesting examples um, was uh, the production team for Love Island. Um, Love Island this year has been, as I understand, you know, quite some way the most successful TV production in terms of its reach with 16 to 34-year-olds. And I think that some of the things that they were doing um, were, were reasonably extraordinary where um, they would have their, their, their normal editorial meeting at the beginning of the day, um, reflect on what happened the day before, and then you know, make some plans. Um, then they had a second meeting about two hours later um, where they had sort of taken some of their initial thinking from, from that, that first meeting, put it out on social media and they were, you know, in a couple of hours, they were then sort of modifying what they were going to do for the day um, based on the response they were getting. And that clearly in a sort of, you know, agile, um, human-centred design world, when I come from, is really, really rapid prototyping. I mean, that, that, that's impressive, I think, by anyone's standards. 
And so I think it was interesting for me to see that, that, that type of methodology where they were using social media not for promotional purposes, but actually as a really sort of key part of how they were shaping their editorial um, strategy for that day. I think and that's some really sort of simple, straightforward things, Bill, like they decided to have the people, the, the editorial people and the social media people sat together around the same table in you know, extraordinary things, really. You know, and, and I think that um, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm smiling because clearly that's not a, that's not a difficult thing to do. But I think organisationally, it's something that perhaps we, we, we don't always manage to, to make happen as, as best as and and apart from your your immersion in the celebrity culture and Love Island, what what, what else did you find there? So I think one of the other things that I thought was um, was fascinating was the Ellen team were there, Ellen DeGeneres, and I think that what they did was that they were talking about a number of things. One of, one of my takeaways was that, that that they've taken what what was you know a, a sort of mid to high ranking American um, chat show property, uh, and they have created a truly global phenomenon from it, and I. I think that you know some of the lessons from Love Island were also there. I think that, that they, they talked a lot about the digital teams and the, the TV teams being you know utterly integrated, um, you know, sitting in the same place, you know, working together, there being no primacy over, over, over the two. It was also interesting to sort of hear how they, um, you know, saw YouTube um, as, uh, again, not just a promotional uh, channel, but uh, they're creating now a, a YouTube version or, or a YouTube variant, I guess, or, um, or, or, of the show that will um, exist uh, um, separately and, and in parallel with, with the main Ellen show that, that obviously goes out on on, on, on on broadcast um, and that that had happened um, as a result of where they, they were beginning to um, you know in, in the main show they, they were finding that they were creating segments that were probably not traditional topics or formats that you might see in, in the, the TV show um, but were more akin to the kind of things that they were seeing being successful on YouTube um, and they've got to a certain sort of critical mass if you like where they think they've got enough of that content to, to have a sort of separate strand and I thought that that was fascinating where they, they were using um, the, the, the segments and formats in the main show as a way to experiment about how to be successful in, in a completely different domain um, and again there was that sort of you know, willingness to fail and willingness to challenge their audience, um, and and they, they seem to be quite adept at figuring out how far they could go to learn themselves without alienating or sort of you know pushing away their their, their their core audience, and that seemed to me like a particularly sort of clever and agile and, and nimble and open way um, of, of, of innovating their, their, their own content. Then I think for me, and this may be is probably maybe more of a discovery for, for a digital boy than it is for um, someone from telly, but um, it was amazing how they had this very sort of single-minded focus on how they knew they had something that would be successful um, uh, for their audience, which was that if they could make Ellen laugh and do a cutaway shot to Ellen laughing, that, that there's this kind of exponential sort of rise in and, you know, approval and reach they get for, for those types of clips. And I thought that that was really interesting. That almost becomes a single test for whether something is good or not. And I think that there's things that perhaps people in, in, in the digital world could learn from that. I think that um, it didn't require multiple data points. It didn't require a, a long survey. They knew that if they could make that person that they've invested essentially the, the, the whole show in, if they could make her laugh, then chances are that we're on to a winner. And that single-mindedness, was, I thought, was really interesting and extraordinary. Colin Burns there, talking about his Edinburgh experience. And if you've attended a conference, no matter how arcane the subject matter, 
do get in touch if you'd like to talk about it on air. I'm Bill Thompson. Our next edition is all about failure. <laughs>